engagement with candidates. Um, and I'd also like to give a special shout out to my senior marketing manager, Robert Daigle. Without him, definitely wouldn't, able, wouldn't be able to do this webinar. Um, I'm really excited about today's topic um, and our guest presenter, uh, Brad Smith of Haley Marketing. He is one of the staffing industry's top SEO and social media experts. Um, so don't want to waste any time. We'll go ahead and uh, welcome Brad. Dan, thank you so much, and, and thank you to the entire team over at LeoForce. You've been great to work with and have heard some, some wonderful things about, uh, about you and your product. So really excited today. Uh, we're going to be talking about social relevance and really talking about how social media and the social consumer and the social candidate is changing how the staffing and recruiting industry does business now. Uh, we are going to cover what social relevance is, uh, how consumer habits have, have shifted and are changing really why a staffing and recruiting firm should care. So why are you all on this call? What are you going to get out of it? Uh, we're going to look at what the heck you should really be doing. So hopefully after this call you'll have a whole bulleted list of action items to do moving forward. We'll give you a crash course in something we call social sharing. And I'll introduce why it's such an important component of a effective social media strategy. And then at the end, we'll leave some time for questions and answers. Uh, so throughout the presentation, if you do have questions, uh, make sure you use the uh, little widget on the right-hand side uh, to chat or, or question widget. and Ask those questions throughout the presentation, and we'll look to cover all of those after the fact. And then I'll also include my contact information, so if you think of something later on that you want to ask or, or something that's very specific to your firm that you want to cover, uh, feel free to reach out to me. So with that said, let's jump into what social relevance is. And I, I like to use the analogy that social relevance and, and social media marketing is kind of like high school. And what I mean by that is that you want to be part of the popular group. Um, you want to be the uh, quarterback. You want to be the head of the, the cheerleading squad. You want to be the uh, president of your class. Um, so when we talk about social relevance, it's taking all of, the, all of these different factors in, into consideration. So it's, it's looking at your social circle. Who are you friends with? Who do you engage with? How many friends do you have? How many followers do you have? Uh, are your friends relevant? Right, so are you connected with people that are influential in their circle? Um, social media sites look at this uh, to decide whether or not they should display your content. Search engines look at this to determine whether or not your company should rank in search results. So it's very important to build this following. Uh, it also looks at how many people you interact with. Uh, are people engaging with and redistributing your content? So social media is all about telling a story. Are people syndicating that story? Are they sharing your content? Are they liking it? Are they engaging with it? Do people talk about you? Uh, it even goes so far as to looking at whether or not my friends like you. So on LinkedIn, if you're connected with some of the right people, um, those people's connections will see and engage with your content. So what you want to do is make sure you build a very strong social circle. It helps not only in getting your content in front of more people, but it increases the likelihood that the people you're already connected with are going to see your content and get that content in front of a, a wider audience. So why is this important? Uh, why, why is social media important? Uh, does it add value? And it certainly does. Uh, so this uh, chart is actually uh, uh, over a year old, so these numbers are, are much higher. But you can see here that uh, social is driving online behavior. It's driving purchase decisions. It's driving business decisions. It's driving career decisions. So people are looking at brands. They're looking at companies. They're engaging with these companies. They're doing their due diligence ahead of time to see if you're an organization that they want to work with, to see if you're an employer of choice, to see what other clients uh, have experienced in, in using your services. So social can be an extremely powerful motivator to either work with your company or a detractor and encourage people to go elsewhere. Um, a few more statistics. So 4 in 10 social media users have purchased an item after sharing it or marketing it as a favorite. Okay, so if you're in front of these people, if they're engaging with your, your product, your service, your company, the likelihood that they're going to then convert to a customer or convert to a candidate uh, is much higher. So uh, you want to look at engagement statistics across Facebook, across Twitter, across Google+, and look at what people are engaging with. If you find a specific topic that they're engaging with, repeat that. Build on that. 
So you want to use all these statistics to make better marketing decisions and make better branding decisions so that more people are engaging with you and it increases the likelihood of a conversion. Another statistic, 71% of uh, consumers are more likely to make a purchase based on social media referrals. Later in the presentation, we'll talk about how social reviews and social referrals are so important. But uh, the, the takeaway on this slide is that if you can get people to like you on Facebook, uh, to follow you on Twitter, to connect with you on LinkedIn, uh, to resyndicate again your, your content, retweet your content, the likelihood that they're going to make a purchase goes up exponentially. So social can be a, a very big motivator. 78% um, of uh, respondents said the company's social media posts impact their purchases. So almost 8 out of 10 people are impacted by your social media posts. So make sure that what you're posting adds value. Don't just talk about your services. Don't talk about how great you are. Add value. So how can you add value? We'll, we'll get into some of that in, in a few minutes here. All right, so I, I shot a lot of statistics out at you, and you're probably saying, blah, 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 I've heard these statistics. Eight out of 10 people like social, 40% engage with the, with the brand, blah, blah, blah. Um, so really, let's dig into why social and, uh, I'm sorry, staffing and recruiting firms can really benefit from a very strong social presence. And what it really boils down to is this slide. Uh, put simply, candidates are looking for jobs on social media sites and companies out there are using social media to recruit. If you're not doing this on behalf of your clients, they're either going to turn to another staffing or recruiting partner that does, or they're going to do this internally. So you need to be active. You need to get out ahead of the curve. And this is an example of a post that I came across a few months ago. Um, somebody out there said, hey, you know, Facebook friends, do you know of anybody looking to add someone in their HR department? And you see the response here. Not only did they say, yes, I know somebody that's looking to hire, but they said, you know what, contact this specific recruiter at Personnel Resource. Okay, she went out of her way to suggest a staffing and recruiting firm that this candidate, that's a very qualified candidate, should directly reach out to. Um, so Facebook, Twitter, LinkedIn can be a great referral source uh, for client development, but also in, in this tight recruiting market can be a great way to position you ahead of other staffing firms and increase the likelihood that they're going to register with, with you instead of going down the street. Um, some other statistics to show why staffing and recruiting firms really need to be active on social. And uh, Jobvite. It does a, a wonderful social recruiting survey. And these were statistics that they actually pulled from internal recruiters. Um, so so um, internal HR departments, internal uh, recruiters at uh, the end employer. And it just points out that those internal recruiting uh, departments are using social. So again, you need to uh, integrate uh, social into your recruiting strategy, um, into your branding strategy, into your marketing plan. Um, and, and the majority of people are on LinkedIn. Uh, they're using Facebook. Uh, over half, half of companies said they're out there using Twitter, Google+. Uh, even 15% of companies are using YouTube. Uh, and this is, is, is growing as we, um, as we move on. Uh, so how are these organizations using social? Um, most are using LinkedIn. So they're searching for candidates. They're contacting them. They're vetting candidates pre-interview. Uh, they're posting jobs out there on LinkedIn. So talk about lead generation. Um, go out there and look at, look at LinkedIn uh, jobs. It's a great opportunity for you to find out uh, employers that are looking to hire on their own. Um, you can supplement their efforts. You can provide some great candidates that are a very specific fit for those job openings. Uh, employers are using Facebook. And one thing that they're doing is using Facebook to brand themselves as an employer of choice. You can do the same thing for your firm. So provide reasons, provide value for the end candidate. Uh, most people on this call are probably dealing with a candidate shortage. It's a big um, issue in the industry today. You, you, you may have um, job orders that you simply can't fill. Get out on Facebook. Position yourself as an expert in the market. Explain the value that you uh, provide to end candidates. Um, explain to candidates that it's not going to cost them anything working with you. As, as crazy as it sounds, candidates in this day and age still um, are under the impression that sometimes employment agencies cost money. Get ahead of that. Um, ex again, explain the value that you provide to the, uh, the end candidate.
93% of recruiters are going out to social and they're looking at a candidate's profile before making a hiring decision. Uh, why is this important to you? Well, wouldn't it be great if you could uh, increase your, your fill ratio, your, your um, candidate to fill ratio? You can do this by consulting your candidates. So when they come in, explain to them that they need to strengthen their LinkedIn profile, talk about their professional experience, um, uh, engage with content that is industry specific. A uh, great example of this, I, I, I work with a supply chain um, recruiter and she will counsel her candidates to go out there and, and join supply chain focused groups um, to engage with content, to share posts. When an end employer looks at this, uh, it shows that that employee invests in continual learning. It's a big um, proponent. It, it helps show that they um, are experts in their craft and are always looking to learn. So again, consult with your candidates on uh, why they need to pay attention to social media or why they may need to clean up their social uh, media profile a little bit. Um, and building on that, um, there was a study that Repler.com did and they went out and said to um, recruiters and hiring managers, have you ever not hired somebody because of what you saw on a social networking site? Okay, now this gets into a little um, legality issue here, but uh, I'm, I'm telling you that the end employer is looking at social sites uh, to help determine and help get a better feel for who the candidate really is. So again, these are all reasons that a candidate was rejected because of social posts. And if you look here, um, maybe you'll see that they lied about their qualifications. Uh, maybe they posted negative comments about a previous employer. Maybe there were some inappropriate photos or comments they posted. Um, so all I'm saying here is that it, it makes sense to consult with your candidates and tell them that these things can go um, into whether or not they get a job offer. So uh, maybe it's time that they go through their social profile and they clean some things up. If they wouldn't want their grandma seeing it, maybe they shouldn't uh, let the public see that on their social profile either. Uh, and again, building on that, um, recruiters have reconsidered a candidate based on their social profile, and 61% of those those reconsiderations are negative. So um, it, employers don't like illegal drug references, uh, spelling or grammar issues, profanity. Um, but then on the flip side, on the positive side, um, if your candidate is involved with volunteering or donating to a cause or um, doing something for the greater good, make sure that they highlight that on their social profiles. That can have a positive um, impact on whether or not they get the job offer. Uh, so again, um, look at their social posts, look at um, what they're saying, and, and counsel them to make sure that uh, if you do present them to a, a client, they're seen in the best positive light. Um, and, and again, this is uh, going back to the job bite survey. This is internal recruiters. So the quality of, of candidates uh, has improved since they've been using social to help recruit. Quantity of candidates has improved. And I know um, that uh, everybody on this phone probably could use some additional uh, quantity and quality of, of candidates. Time to hire has decreased. Employee referrals have increased. So. All of these factors can go into uh, helping make your recruiting and your lead generation efforts more effective. So it's a, social is an extremely important part of, of not only your marketing strategy, but your business strategy. Um, looking at uh, uh, leveraging social, again, can help recruit uh, higher level candidates and more of those candidates. I mentioned earlier that uh, social relevance can have a big impact on how people find you. And it's not only on social media sites, but it's on uh, search engines too. So I want to dig a little bit deeper into why having an effective social strategy really can impact whether or not somebody finds you or a competitor. And I love, I absolutely love this quote. This is from a gentleman by the name of, of Dwayne Forrester. And he uh, is one of the, the senior product managers at Bing's Webmaster program. And basically what he does is uh, helps Bing decide whether or not you should show up in search results. So he, he's specifically come out and said, if you're not engaged socially, you're missing the boat. Because social signals are very important for Bing. So when I was introducing the concept of social relevance, I mentioned how important it is uh, that you're connected with the right people that people are sharing and engaging your content, uh, that you're connected with influencers, 
that you continue to get more and more connections. All of these things go into search engine ranking signals. So Google, Bing, Yahoo, um, they're in the business of serving up very relevant search results. So the more relevant the search results are, the more time you're going to spend on their search engine, and the more advertising revenue they're going to bring in. So um, they're looking at as many different uh, signals as they can to determine whether or not your company is relevant. And a big signal for them is looking at social media sites. So if people are out there engaging with your brand, if people, if you have a big following, if people are sharing your content, if people are leaving good positive reviews for you, again, those are all very important signals for Bing and Yahoo and Google. And that tells them we are relevant, so we deserve to be higher in search results. So get engaged socially. It can not only help uh, increase your visibility on Facebook, Twitter, and, and LinkedIn, but it can help increase the likelihood that when somebody's searching for, uh, let's say, a staffing firm in Tulsa, that you show up. And uh, here's, here's a great illustration of really how important uh, social signals are. Uh, there was a company out there that took six different websites in, in mid-sized markets across the U.S. And all they did um, in, in terms of social media is look to uh, build Google Plus followers, uh, build Google Plus votes, and get more people to share with and engage content on Facebook and Twitter. And just by doing that, they had a very, very um, positive increase in in search results. So their um, search uh, engine traffic improved by 14.63% on Google um, just by getting more Google Plus followers. Um, it increased almost 7% just by getting more Facebook shares and likes. So you can see here that as you begin to build um, uh, that, that snowball effect, um, as, as you begin to share more and more content, as you begin to get more and more followers, you'll not only get social traffic, but you'll get more search traffic as well. And again, search traffic is important because we want traffic from people that are specifically looking for the services you offer. So they're out there, they're searching for staffing agencies. They're looking for employment firms. They're out there looking for jobs. You can get more of that traffic. Um, it's, it's going to help your business exponentially. All right, so hopefully we're at a point in the presentation when you realize that social media actually does have, uh, could have a real impact on my business. So step two, we're going to dig into what the heck you should be doing now. Um, a lot of people say, yeah, you know, I get it. Social media is important. I don't know where to start. I'm not tech savvy. Um, I don't have anybody in my office that's going to spearhead this unless I do it. Um, I, I talk to people that are in that boat all the time. And I want to tell you that, that while social media is extremely important, um, you want to make sure that you do things the right way. It doesn't have to take up a lot of your day. And I'm going to show you how to do this in about 15 minutes a day. Um, a big component of social sharing is, uh, I'm sorry, a big component of social media is social sharing. So producing content and then sharing this with the right audience. So social sharing can be done in, in one of two ways. We could look at social sharing as, as a one-to-one -one communication channel. Uh, so this is personal sharing. Maybe this is um, sending an email link to somebody. Maybe it's sending a direct message through Facebook or Google. Uh, maybe it's using tw uh, Twitter to send a, a direct message. Uh, that's a one-to-one -one, um, channel. But social media can also allow you to reach one-to-many. And that's where we're really going to focus, is, is look at streamlining um, your social strategy and making it as effective as possible without having you spend too much time. So we're going to focus on the one-to-many, and that's where content sharing comes into place. Um, so why should you care? Again, it helps drive traffic. This is a great example of a company that we were working with that really didn't do a good job in, in sharing content. And they came to us and they said, you know what, um, we know it's important. Um, number one, we need you to help us develop the content so that we have something to share. But then number two, we know that we're not going to share it on our own. We want you to go out and share it on our behalf. Um, so what we did is in August, we came up with a content strategy. We said, okay, what is your target audience? Um, who are you trying to reach? Um, what problems do they have? And then we built a content strategy around that. So we wrote blog posts and blog articles that addressed the biggest 
business challenges they had or the biggest um, uh, career or job search uh, challenges that their candidates had. And once we developed that great content, we took to social media to share that message. And you saw, you can see here the immediate impact. Um, we started in August, and you see in September we went up. In October we went up, and I actually should have updated this graph because uh, October, November, December, and January were even better. It continues to climb. So as you begin sharing this content socially, more and more people get on board, more and more people get engaged, and you increase your visibility exponentially. Uh, in, this, in just this example, so in a in two-month span, sessions increased 500%. So sessions are, are visits to your site started from social. Um, new users, so people that um, hadn't engaged with the staffing or recruiting company in the past went up almost uh, over 270%. Bounce rate actually went down. So the bounce rate is the number of people that come to the website, visit one page, and leave. Okay, So the bounce rate went down, which means we're getting in front of the right people. People are coming to the site and they're staying there. They're visiting more pages on the site, and the average time they spent on the site went up by almost 50%. So not only are we getting new users there, we're engaging with those users, and they're more likely to take an action. They're more likely to move on and hit the Contact Us page. They're more likely to learn more about services. They're more likely to go in and submit a job application. So it's very, very important to um, not only uh, share content socially, but then also look at these statistics and make sure that the content you're sharing is relevant, is engaging. Here's another example. This is a client that we were working with, again, that was doing no social engagement. Um, they did one post on February 11th, and you can see the impact here. Their traffic spiked, and this is just from sharing content in a few LinkedIn groups. This is uh, probably a two-minute activity that yielded great results um, that day, the next day, and, and really over the following week or more. So it can be very effective and lasting. So where do we go from here? Um, what I want to do is jump through the, the three major uh, social outlets. We're going to talk about Facebook, we're going to talk about Twitter, we'll talk about LinkedIn. Um, we'll show you what to do on each platform, and then I'll highlight some other areas that you should look at and, and be concerned with. So we'll start off with Facebook. And I like to preface this by saying if, if your goal is uh, lead generation, you're probably going to spend more time on, on LinkedIn. If your goal is um, engaging with candidates and kind of building that employment brand, Facebook's going to be a great, great tool for you. Um, if you want to be active and out there and, and getting in front of um, gatekeepers and engaging with people uh, on a one-to-one -one basis, Twitter is a great site. So we'll walk through each, each platform and, and give you some tips and suggestions. So we'll start with Facebook. And I want to encourage you to use Facebook as a tool, uh, and I mentioned it a few times, as a tool to add value. Um, one of the biggest mistakes I see staffing and recruiting companies make is to just post job after job after job to their social profiles. What happens is that over time, uh, you erode your following. So if you're posting job after job, and you can see it here, um, they've posted a risk management position, housekeeping position, customer service liaison, um, quality assurance analyst, and a network manager. So let me put this into perspective. If you're a network manager and you're following this company and you see a job come through on your newsfeed for housekeepers, what impression is that going to give you? It's going to give you the impression that this company doesn't know me. Okay, I'm a network manager. Why in the world are they sharing jobs about housekeepers with me? I'm going to go and unlike that. Or I'm not going to engage with that content. And over time, more and more of, of my postings like this will further erode that. So you can post jobs. What I'm encouraging you to do, though, is don't overdo it. Um, if you specialize in one industry, that's fine. Post jobs in those industries. They'll, they'll be more relevant. But think about your audience and uh, make sure that you, you don't erode that. Um, what, what should you do, though? Um, well, number one, highlight some successful employees. Now, this is a, a great example. Uh, they do a employee of, of the year contest in each of their branches. And uh, each branch went through and they took a picture. They awarded this. You could do this on a weekly basis, on a, on a monthly basis, or in this case, a, a yearly basis. Uh, but it's great content. People, number one, love to see pictures. Uh, but then this employee is going to engage with it. His family is going to engage with it. His friends are going to engage with it. And this is the type of content that be going 
begins to go go viral. So think about your your office. Um, bring some personality, some culture in. Highlight your employees. Um, if if you're so inclined, highlight some of your clients. Um, great way to build engagement. Um, you don't want to brag, but um, share news and updates about your firm. Again, you want to try to tie value to the end the end user. But this is a great example of a staffing company um, who had a, a wonderful article written about them. And uh, what they've done is just shared the article on their Facebook page. Again, got some nice engagement, got some great likes, and it shows that you can solve specific problems for companies or for other job seekers out there. Share helpful tips and best practices. One of the, uh, the biggest challenges with social media is, is coming up with a story. But the way we like to position this is um, we will have a, a corporate blog on your, on your company website. We'll write content around uh, your audience. So your audience is, is full of um, candidates, job seekers, and, and potential employers. So we think about, again, what their biggest challenges are, what their biggest headaches are, what keeps them up at night and then write content around those. Um, so you see some examples here. When is the right time to start looking for a job? Um, are, are you looking to become a better boss? Uh, maybe that's for people that have recently been, been um, promoted to, to management. Are you looking to increase uh, productivity? Here's some great incentives. So think about what, what the biggest challenges in your client's organizations are or the biggest uh, headaches for your, your candidates and write content around those things. Once you write that content, then share it socially. Get it out in front of as many people as you can. Whenever we do a, uh, a Facebook post, we find that uh, if you can include an engaging image, you're going to get more engagement and you're going to get more shares and follows and likes. If you can, uh, at all possible, go out and, and purchase photos. Um, PowerPoint has a great photo library that you can start with, and it's free. But whenever possible, tie a really engaging photo to your post. There's been several eye studies done that show photos um, get way more attention uh, in, in people's Facebook's new news feeds uh, than posts without them. And uh, Facebook also has an algorithm that looks at these things and uh, it increases engagement. So um, again, when, when at all possible, tie a photo to your posts. Uh, another interesting uh, piece of content that we found to be effective are just inspirational quotes. And uh, you see in this example, instead of just uh, including the quote as text, again, we've tied it to an image. So it's very branded to the, the company, very branded to the staffing firm, includes their tagline. Um, but it, it draws people in. It uh, refocuses their eye and, and pulls them into your post. Facebook um, also has its own algorithm. So the more people that you get to engage with your content, the more likely it's going to be shown to more and more people. So just because you have, let's say, a thousand uh, Facebook likes doesn't mean that a thousand people are going to see every piece of content you post. In fact, um, Facebook um, is, is decreasing the likelihood that, that people that follow you are going to see that post. So maybe only 10% of those thousand will see your post. So that's 100 people. But as you begin to get more likes and more shares, your reach increases. And if people begin to comment on it, um, Facebook looks and says, OK, people are commenting on this, this post. That must mean it's more relevant. So we're going to show it to more and more people. So we did a little experiment. We, we took a post, and we saw that it had three likes and one share. It reached 211 people. And this staffing firm has about 1,500, uh, at the time, had about 1,500 followers. Um, then they had another post that got four likes, one share. But then there were seven comments. That got in front of uh, more than double the amount of people. So make sure that uh, you're posting content that is sparking conversation and interaction. There's some things that you can do internally, too, um, to spark conversation and interaction. So let's say you make a, a post to your um, company Facebook page. Get everybody in your office to log into their personal Facebook account and like it, share it, and comment on it. That's going to boost your engagement quotient. Facebook's going to look at that and say, you know what, people are engaging with this content. We're going to show it to more people. And the likelihood of somebody commenting or liking on a piece of content that has several other comments on likes increases exponentially, too. So you can help boost this by just having internal engagement with your staff. 
Um, so to wrap it up on Facebook, some keys to sharing. You want to appeal to your audience. So think about what your audience is interested in. Post more of that content. Mix it up with different types of content, photos, um, videos, articles, tips and best practices. Don't post too many jobs. Don't sell. So you're not out there hawking your services. That will turn people off. You're providing value. Um, don't be afraid to have a little bit of fun. Um, so oftentimes some of the fun stuff gets gets feedback. So there's um, some made-up holidays out there or some funny pictures or um, infographics that you can share. Share that stuff. It, it gets good engagement. And uh, engage with your content yourself too. And one bullet that's not on here that, that I always like to highlight is look at analytics, look at data, look at stats. Um, so if you're an administrator on your Facebook page, there's a whole tab called Insights on your page that you can look at. You can see... Um, when your Facebook audience is spending time on Facebook, what day of the week is most popular, what time is most popular, um, which of your posts have gotten the most views or engagement. Look at all these statistics and then plan out your next month's marketing calendar around those statistics. Um, be more strategic about what you're posting and you'll get better results. So let's bounce over to Twitter now. So Facebook, I, I think, is great for connecting with, with candidates. I'm not saying your clients aren't there, um, but uh, you, you're probably more likely going to get in front of candidates. Um, Twitter, to me, is a, is a little bit of a mix. Um, you can find some great candidates on Twitter, uh, but what I really like about Twitter is that um, if, if you find a hiring manager or an employer that you want to do business with that is active on Twitter, it is an amazing way to get past the gatekeeper. So oftentimes when you're doing those cold calls, you're getting sent to voicemail. Um, Twitter's a great way around that if, uh, if you find somebody that is active on Twitter. So what should you be doing on Twitter? Well, well number one, I like to share interesting stats or, or quotes I read. So you're out there, you're um, looking at information about the local employment market. Share that content as a, as a tweet. It's a great way to, uh, to build some engagement and uh, position yourself as a thought leader. Uh, look at retweeting uh, interesting items or jobs. Um, go out there and, and click the, the tweet button. Uh, if you're posting content to your company blog, make sure that you're tweeting this out. Um, get more people to engage with this and, and, and share your content. Uh, another great thing that you can do is, is retweet other people. So think about who already has the ear of uh, y your audience, the people that you're trying to reach. Maybe it's another vendor in a different space. Uh, begin engaging with and interacting with their content. Maybe it's a business consultant out there. Or maybe it's somebody from the Chamber of Commerce. Uh, but begin engaging and retweeting their content, and you'll see that over time they begin retweeting your content. So um, you're, you're helping each other get uh, your collective content in front of even more people. Tweet great articles you've read. So at the bottom of, of most articles now online, uh, you'll see some share buttons. This makes uh, social engagement really simple. Just go and click that button, tweet it out. You can reach out to prospects and influencers. So this is a, a great example that, that worked for me. So um, Chris Brogren is a um, best-selling author, um, widely regarded as, as a leading expert in social media marketing. And he was speaking at a staffing industry conference that I was going to, so the Staffing Executive Forum. He was one of the keynote speakers there. I reached out to Chris ahead of time, and I said, hey, Chris, you know, really looking forward to your upcoming presentation at this, uh, this forum. Um, he reached back out to me, and we had a little conversation. Uh, long story short, before his presentation, we ended up grabbing coffee in the morning, talking about the industry, talking about social media marketing. And during his keynote presentation, in front of 1,000 staffing and recruiting executives, um, all of the people that I wanted to reach, he said, you know what, I'm, I'm telling you what to do on social media, but there's somebody that knows your industry even better than I do. Um, what I want you to do after this presentation is go over to um, Haley Marketing's booth and, and talk to Brad Smith, and he'll give you some great tips. Couldn't have paid for that endorsement. And when we got back to the booth, there were people lined up waiting to talk to me about our social media services for the staffing industry. Um, so to put this, um, uh, to make this relevant for you, think about who already has the ear of your audience. Connect with those people on Twitter. Build up that relationship and they'll become a great referral source for you. So some keys to sharing on Twitter. You, you have to keep it short but catchy. You don't have another choice. You have about 160 characters, so it's got to be short, catchy, engaging. Um, on Facebook, I said not to tweet a lot of jobs. I think on Twitter you actually can. 
Um, so many of our clients will set up a feed from their, their job board or their um, software uh, to, to push jobs out to Twitter. I think uh, that's a very valid use. Tweets don't have the shelf life that uh, they, the, the Facebook posts or, or other posts do, so um, syndicate and, and share your jobs out there. Um, you can post several times a day. That, that's fine. Again, tweets don't have the shelf life of, of some of the other social posts, so get out there and, and engage. Um, don't sell all the time, so social media isn't about selling, but I think on Twitter you can get a little bit more aggressive periodically with, with pushing your services or highlighting candidates or, or pushing jobs. Just like on Facebook, have some fun. Don't be afraid to add some personality. And then uh, reach out to others and retweet. Um, so if you build that, that engagement, that back and forth dialogue, you'll see that it will produce results for you. All right, we're going to bounce now over to probably my favorite network in terms of, of ROI, LinkedIn. LinkedIn is great for not only recruiting, but it's great for lead generation. And um, I always like to give people just a, a, a brief um, review of, of your profile. And here are some key things that I, I want you to take a look at after the, the presentation today. So number one, go and take a look at your profile. And look at the title that you use in, uh, in your profile. And the reason you want to look at this is, is your, your title might be, you know, um, recruit, recruiting manager. Okay, and you might have that listed, but if you recruit in the supply chain area, you want to make sure that you include those keywords in your title because keywords are indexed not only by LinkedIn, but they're indexed by Google. So what we want to do is, is while your title uh, might be just recruiting manager, we want to explain the specific areas that you recruit in. So in the case of supply chain, we might want to put um, you know, supply chain recruiter or supply chain recruitment. So think about what people might be searching Google or what people might be searching LinkedIn for and mix those terms into your title. Try to be specific, and if you recruit in a specific geography, you may want to even include the geography in your title. Again, it's not your official title, but it's helping increase the likelihood that you're going to be found when somebody's searching for the services you offer. Um, there's another little button there that says complete your profile. Click it. It will walk you through completing your profile. Increase the likelihood that you show up in search results. Uh, connections. If you don't have more than 500 connections, you're not trying hard enough. And we're, we're in the people business. You talk with people all the time. You talk with candidates all the time. You talk with clients all the time. You talk with prospects, uh, other vendors. If you don't have 500 people, get out there and build that list. We'll show you how in a few minutes here. Um, number four, update your status frequently so that you stay top of mind. And then uh, the last thing I like to, to look at here is your summary. And your summary, um, contrary to popular belief, probably shouldn't be all about you. It should be all about the value you provide. So don't talk about all the great things that you do. Talk about all the great problems that you solve. Talk about all the great value that your clients are going to get out of um, connecting with you. Um, Add skills and, and get recommendations. Uh, this might seem a little silly, but um, uh, and LinkedIn hasn't come out and said this, but um, I have a sneaking suspicion that as you begin to get more and more skills and more and more recommendations, it increases the likelihood that you're going to be found when somebody's searching for what you do. So as you see here, um, this is a little bit old. We're probably up to about 100 um, recommendations for SEO that I have. Uh, when somebody's searching for an SEO specialist in staffing or an SEO specialist in Buffalo, New York, where I'm located, um, I rise to the top of the list it's because I have a lot of recommendations here. So add skills like recruiting, recruitment, HR, human resource consulting, payrolling. Think about all the things that you have expertise in. Add those to your profile and get more people to recommend you. You do want to look at um, also who's viewed your profile. So I talked about building connections. This is a great way to build your connections. So LinkedIn has this great tool where you can see who's taking a look at you. If they're taking a look at you, reach out and connect with them. They initiated it, so reach out and connect with those people and, and build your audience. Uh, you want to import your email contacts and send out a mass invite. So if um, you run on Outlook or Gmail or, or some other email provider, um, export a list, import it into LinkedIn, and send out invites. Uh, join groups and connect with other group members. I think groups are one of the most powerful networking tools there is in social media or networking tools in general. There is a group for just about everything. Once you're a member of a group, you can post discussions, which we'll talk about in a minute, but you can also connect with other group members. 
So this is a great free tool within LinkedIn. If you're recruiting nurses, join nursing groups, connect with uh, other people in those groups. You see that um, nursing network group has 56,000 members. If you were recruiting in the healthcare space and you were looking for nurses, why in the world wouldn't you be a member of that group? Connect with that group and connect with those nurses. Um, they could be a great referral source, they could be great candidates, they could be great buyers, um, so connect with those people. Start sharing. Update your personal status um, constantly. Connect it to your blog. Um, that's a great way to streamline things. I have a feed set up so that every time a blog gets posted on our Haley Marketing Group blog, it automatically updates as a status update on LinkedIn for me. Very, very beneficial. We get a lot of traffic just because of that. Uh, you want to share blog content articles in groups. So I, I mentioned how um, important groups are because you can reach out to group members. Well, once you're a member of that group, make sure that you share content in that group. And here's just another example of, of social sharing at work. This was a client who wasn't posting anything in January, wasn't posting much in February. And then what we did is said, you know what, we've been writing this great blog content for you. Let's post this in five local HR groups or five local business groups. We did that and immediately uh, their traffic skyrocketed. And it was sustained for the next few days. And what's great about this is that these aren't just random people that are coming to the website. Uh, we joined groups of HR leaders, of HR professionals, so this was the exact target audience that we were trying to reach. We were getting them, them to the website. Um, we were getting them to uh, stay on the website for a while, go to multiple uh, pages, and then we have goals set up in analytics so we can see what happens once they get there. There was a higher rate of conversion. So these people were applying for jobs and these people were going to the contact page. Again, these were all actions we wanted people to take, and it was the exact target audience that we were trying to reach. Um, one thing that you can also do once you're a member of LinkedIn groups, many groups will have a job discussions tab. Okay, so you'll, you'll, there's a main discussions tab, there's a members tab, and then sometimes there'll be a jobs tab. Um, use that. Go in and post job discussions there. If you have an open assignment, post it there. It's a great way to get your uh, position in, in front of uh, a very niche audience. Again, there's a LinkedIn group for just about anything. So if you're recruiting specialized skills, uh, post jobs in those groups. So to wrap things up on LinkedIn, you want to update your status frequently, share interesting information, join groups, and listen. If you take nothing um, out of this, uh, this webinar, uh, except this tip, it's, it's join groups and get active in groups. It has an immediate and very effective uh, results. Take advantage uh, in, in sharing good content. It helps position you as an expert. Um, engage with other discussions, too. Don't just uh, post and post and post in groups. Engage with other people in those groups. Answer questions. Um, there are people out there that have recruiting, staffing, management questions. Uh, if you can answer that question, you'll see a lot of residual traffic from that. All right, so we talked about the, the major three, Facebook, Twitter, LinkedIn. Uh, I want to encourage you not to forget about the others. So Google Plus is important. Uh, Google Plus can have a big impact. You saw the, the chart earlier. Just by increasing um, Google Plus uh, followers and plus ones on, on your content can have a big impact on search results. YouTube um, is the second, mo second biggest search engine behind Google. Not many people realize that, but uh, people are going to YouTube and consuming content at an alarming rate. Um, Pinterest, um, there, are, there are just so many social sites out there. Um, you want to look at where your audience resides and join those social sites and get active on those sites. Look at analytics and then spend more time on the sites that are really having a nice impact on your bottom line. And I want to wrap up uh, today's presentation by talking briefly about review sites. This is becoming a very hot button in staffing and recruiting. Um, so more, more and more people are being active uh, on social review sites like Yelp, like Google+, like Angie's List. And it's having a really, really big impact on what companies they work with. Um, so you need to take this into account when you're planning out your social strategy. Um, mix review sites in, in into your, your strategy. So people trust their peers and their experiences. There's been a ton of research on this. Um, almost nine out of 10 people trust online reviews as much as they do a personal recommendation. 
So think about that. They're trusting online reviews as much as a family member, as much as a close friend, as much as a peer. They're going out and, and consumers are becoming more educated. So before they decide to work with your staffing and recruiting firm, uh, whether as a candidate or an employer, they want to see what other people uh, people's experience has been. And you need to make sure that your firm's presented in a positive light. Um, most uh, most people, though, won't, leave, won't go out and leave a review unless they had a, a poor experience, so just below average, or they had just this amazingly positive experience that they have to go out and tell people. Um, so, so, you know, unfortunately, in the staffing industry, we have a problem. You might interview a thousand candidates, and you might place fifty of them. Well, you have nine hundred and fifty other people that think you stink at your job because you couldn't find them a position. These are the people that are going out and, and leaving bad reviews. So you need to get ahead of that a little bit. So um, number one, it, it is just looking at online review sites out there. So Yelp, um, Google, Indeed has has reviews. Glassdoor has reviews. So get a hold of what your online reputation really looks like. And um, the scary thing is, again, people are out there complaining. Um, here's, here's a great example. Uh, this is a staffing company in Boston. And uh, people are out there just, just berating them. And I will tell you that this is actually a great staffing firm. They put a ton, ton, ton of people to work. Uh, but because they're, they're big, they also get a ton of applications. And they can't, just simply can't put everybody to work. Uh, and this is somebody coming out saying, you know, this is a bad um, temp agency. I don't dislike them. They're just bad at their job. <laughs> they um, use the analogy that uh, working with them is like being in a relationship with somebody who never returns your calls. And even worse, they go on at the end here to recommend two of their direct competitors. You want to know if somebody's saying these things about you so that you can act appropriately. So how do you how do you deal with that? Um, well, if you do get a negative review, and if you haven't yet, congratulations. But I'm telling you, you will, um, just because of the nature of our business. Um, what you want to do is is respond and apologize. Uh, pick up the phone and uh, try to rectify the situation. Own up to it and say, you know what, I'm so I'm so sorry. I apologize. This isn't our typical experience. Give us a call because we want to fix it. And even just responding to a poor review like this can give people uh, a great feeling that you actually care. Uh, but um, in addition to that, you don't just want to sit back and wait. You want to try to encourage people to leave, leave more positive reviews. So um, how do you get more positive reviews? Well, when you, when you talk with a candidate or a client um, and you get a great in-person or an email testimonial, request that they leave it on your page. Give them a link to the pages that you want to, uh, them to leave it at. Um, make your social presence known. So include links to uh, your Google Plus or Google Local page on your site. Include a plus one button. Um, encourage people to connect with you on Facebook. Um, this is a great example here, on-site review stations for candidates. So, um, and it might not even have to be an on-site review station. During the interview process, when you're done, um, encourage them to pull out their smartphone and like your, your Facebook page. After you place them on assignment, ask them to go in and leave you a review. Um, and then there's also some other options. Um, we've seen the importance uh, here at Haley Marketing of, of online reviews. They have a, a big um, factor in whether or not you show up in search results and whether or not somebody works with you or a competitor. So we've actually built a, a platform um, to help you get reviews and, and hopefully help collect that negative feedback privately. Um, so regardless of, of your approach, I just encourage you to have an approach. Don't sit back and wait for, for online reviews. They're important in terms of social media. They're important in terms of search. And uh, they're important in positioning your, your brand the way that you want to be seen. All right, so with all of that said, that brings us um, to our question and answer session. But before we get there, um, I want to throw it back over to Dan. And Dan, you have some just some amazing things coming up this this summer. I know um, I'm very excited to see what you're rolling out with uh, your social platform. So if you don't mind, uh, tell us a little bit about what's coming. Uh, thanks, Brad. I appreciate it. I'm going to make this uh, short and sweet uh, so we can get to the questions. But really what makes LeoForce different um, than any other ATS or recruiting software uh, is the recruiting robot ARIA. And what we've been able to do is take that technology and not just source your internal database or job boards, but actually source on social media sites. 
Um, and this isn't social sharing. I mean, everyone can do that, but actually finding candidates for jobs based on learned successful patterns. Um, and as you can see, it won't be available uh, until this summer. Um, but if you'd like uh, to stay up to date uh, as we have updates come out and even testing opportunities so you can be the first to try social aria, um, you can actually just click on that link that I just shared um, in the little widget on, on the right. Um, and you can, uh, obviously you can always contact us via email at marketing at LeoForce. Um, I wanted to make that short and sweet uh, so we can get to the questions, but it's just something that we're really excited about. Yeah, that's great. This is this is really cool stuff. I mean, I, from a social standpoint, I love all the data and analysis and everything that you can do. But from a recruiting standpoint, there's social media is just there's so much potential there, and there's so much information out there. Um, sometimes there's information overload. So any tools like this that can um, help really pull that information in and help you make better recruiting decisions or increase quality of candidates or quantity of candidates, um, I'd leverage those as as much as I could. So I encourage everybody on the call to check it out. Yeah, it's, it's definitely exciting. There's nothing else out there like that, truthfully, and the best part is it's free. So um, it's going to be initially free to everyone that signs up, so we definitely encourage you guys to, to take a look at that link I just shared. Um, but with that, let's go ahead and get to the questions. Um, the first question I have from Tanya, Brad, is um, how do you increase page likes on Facebook? Um, great question, and there are a few ways to go about it. So number one, it's um, sharing great content um, and you know getting the people that already like your page to engage with that content. Um, another way is encouraging uh, all all applicants um, to go in and, and like your Facebook page or all clients too. And you can't; it's not enough to just say, "Hey, you know, go like my page." You have to give them a reason to like it. So explain to them what value they're going to get by liking it. Maybe they get advance notice job opportunities. Maybe they get career tips and best practices. Maybe they can stay uh, better connected with the company to see what's going on. Um, and then the last approach, which um, is an extremely effective approach, is going out there and buying likes. So um, Facebook, um, the way they make money is, is through ad revenue. Um, one ad that, uh, that you can buy is uh, an ad to promote your brand or promote your page. Um, it's very effective. Um, it's cost effective. Uh, so, um, and, and you can really have a targeted advertising campaign that focuses on people just in your geographic market or that focuses on people with specific job titles or interests. So there's a lot of great um, you know, targeting that you can do on those ad campaigns. We're, we're managing it for a lot of clients, and there's been some, some just tremendous success uh, using paid ads. Okay, great. So um, we actually got a, a bunch of variations of this question. Um, so it might be a, a three-part answer. But initially from Nicole, how frequent should you post to LinkedIn? And then I guess you could also add slash Facebook. Uh, slash Twitter. Is there a best time or best day to post something on these sites? Yeah, I get this. I get this question a lot. So um, here's kind of my my rule of thumb, and, and this is just a blanket statement. It doesn't work for everybody, but this is what I would shoot for. Um, so so Twitter, because uh, the life of your tweet doesn't last that long, you want to um, post a few times a day. Uh, now that can seem a little overwhelming at first, but you can use some great tools out there to help automate this. Um, one tool that we use is called Buffer App, B-U-F-F-E-R-A-P-P.com. Um, this allows you to kind of set up a feed. So if you have a blog out there, you can set up a feed so that every time something is posted to the blog, it automatically sends out to Twitter. Um, you can schedule posts and you can um, take you know 15 minutes a week and really schedule out your whole week of, of social content. So it's a great great tool. There's a free version and a paid version. Um, but uh, I would post on, on Twitter several times a day. This could be a mix of jobs and a mix of content. Um, on Facebook, I would look to post maybe once or twice a day. Um, this can be helpful tips and best practices. Um, and then on LinkedIn, um, I, I try to update my status as frequently as it makes sense. So I'm sharing blog content. I'm sharing um, articles. I probably you know, update one to two times a day on, on LinkedIn. Uh, and then once or twice a week, I will try to share a piece of content in several LinkedIn groups. Um, so the best thing about sharing uh, content in those LinkedIn groups is um, we we have a, a little widget on our, our website. So I'll take a blog post and I'll click the LinkedIn share button and I'll be able to post to 50 groups with a few clicks. 
Um, so I do that once or twice a week. Um, in terms of the best time to share content uh, or the best day to share content, it varies all across the board and it depends on your social following. Um, so I would use analytics to figure that out. Uh, Twitter has a great analytics tool. You can see when your following is, is online and see when they engage with content. Uh, I, same, same with Facebook and LinkedIn. They have great analytics tools. And then if you have Google Analytics installed on your site, take a look at that too. Um, but in general, um, for many staffing and recruiting firms out there, I find that posting on um, Tuesday, Wednesday, or Thursday, um, once in the morning, so like you know, 9 o'clock, um, once just after lunch, maybe around 1 o'clock, and then um, sometimes even later at night, you can reach uh, CEOs who are sitting on their couch and catching up. Um, so I, I test different times and then look at analytics. Okay, great. And this, uh, this one's from Todd. Uh, should companies include a link to their website in all social media posts to improve SEO? Um, just including a link to your site isn't um, inherently going to improve SEO, um, but I do think it makes a ton of sense when possible to share the majority of content from your site. Um, so what's really going to help in terms of SEO is getting people to go from social back to your site, because that's a ranking signal. So. Um, you don't have to share exclusively your content, but um, probably for every you know two or three posts I share, um, you know one to two are posts back to my website where people can take action. Um, so you just have to make sure that the content's good, um, so that it adds value and isn't self-serving. Um, so if you do that, if you if you post content that drives traffic back to your site. Google, Bing, and Yahoo look at that um, inbound traffic. They see that you're more socially relevant. They see that people are engaging with your traffic. And that, in turn, is what um, helps boost your SEO. Awesome. So and this one is from Andrew. Uh, how do you recommend, or what do you recommend the best way uh, to share events, uh, actually sharing uh, a picture with links or actually creating the event in Facebook and sharing them? Yeah, I think uh, probably a mix of both. So let's say you know an event for a staffing firm might be a um, job fair or, or a recruiting event. Um, I would uh, share posts with, uh, with pictures and uh, text um, as a update on my page. Uh, but then I'd also uh, maybe look at creating an event and inviting people. Um, also, don't forget email marketing. I, I know it doesn't tie directly to social. But email marketing is one of the most cost-effective ways to get your message in front of people. Um, while email open and engagement rates have declined a little bit over the years, um, it still is extremely cost-effective and lets you get in front of a, a wide range of people. Great. Um, from Beth, do you think sharing content written by others uh, from credible sources is a, as effective as developing your own content to share? Um, is it as effective? Um, you know, there's a few ways to, to go about it. So um, let's say you're sharing content from an extremely reputable source that has already has the ear of your audience. Um, at that point, I think it can be effective. But what's really happening when you're sharing other people's content is that you're uh, promoting that other company and you're taking people back to that other company or that other person's website. So once they make that leap, to get to that other you know, person and they consume that content, um, do they really look at value at the value that you provided or the, do they look at the value of the um, author? They probably put a little bit more value on, on that of the author. So I'm not saying don't do it, um, but if your social strategy is just going out there and sourcing other people's content and sharing it, you're missing out on a lot of ROI because you're really just taking people to others, other websites. Um, when at all possible, what, what I would do is try to house that content on your site, so develop original content, or maybe even you know if, you, if you're reading a book or an article or something that's really valuable, write an executive summary of that. Put it up on your blog, put it up on your website, and share that instead of sharing that original piece. Um, now, you don't want to plagiarize content or blatantly rip things off, but put your spin on it. Explain why you felt the author had a good take. Um, maybe on, on your blog post, provide a link back to them to give them attribution, but um, you're bringing people to your website then instead of somebody else's. 
All right, and this is from Jamie, and we actually got um, a couple versions of this question. Um, but do you recommend posting uh, the same content, streamlining it across your Facebook, Twitter, LinkedIn, or do you recommend uh, creating original content for each one? Um, great question, and uh, there's some differing takes on this, but what I like to do is actually um, create the content. Um, we, we use a blog as kind of our hub, and then we feed that out to all the social media channels, so the majority of time we're sharing the same content on different channels. Now, with that said, you have to adjust your message a little bit. Um, so, for example, I mentioned earlier that Facebook, um, some staffing and recruiting firms out there have you know, the majority of, the, of their likes, maybe 90, 95% are candidates, okay? If that's the case for your firm, would you share a tip on, you know, um, that, that's really directed to, or an article that's really directed to employers? Probably not. So in that case, I, I would only share candidate-specific information on Facebook, but I'd share the client post everywhere else. Um, you also have to look at, um, some sites like, like Twitter, you only have 160 characters, um, so you need to be shorter with your description, shorter with your titles. So um, I guess long story short, what I do is, is create the content, and then when it's appropriate, I share it on those individual channels. Um, but I don't think that you need a separate content strategy for each platform. I think you can pick and choose which content you share on each platform. Okay. Um. Another question, an Instagram question. Would Instagram be relevant to, be a relevant tool for staffing firms? Um, we've toyed with it a little bit and actually did some, some testing of it for a few firms and didn't find it extremely effective, um, but uh, I think it really depends on, on where your, your market's at. So um, you need to think about what content people are engaging with on Instagram. Are they going to engage with a staffing and recruiting firm? Um, I can't think of a, a great situation or scenario in which they would. So I would rather spend my time on the platforms uh, that are going to be more fruitful. So instead of uh, investing in an Instagram strategy, we've invested uh, more so in, in Twitter, Facebook, and LinkedIn. Now with that said, um, you know, could there be certain areas of staffing and recruiting where it makes sense? Sure. Um, maybe fashion, maybe hospitality, maybe something along those lines. But um, for a traditional, um, you know, clerical or light industrial or IT firm, does it make sense? Probably not. Okay. Uh, two more questions. And uh, just before I forget, I want to make sure everyone knows that we will have a recording of this webinar available uh, after, I would say, later today or early tomorrow. Um, as well as a podcast. So um, if anyone wants to re-listen or share it, we'll be, have that available. Um, and the last two questions, both from Pam. Uh, what does organic reach mean on Facebook, and how do we increase it? Oh, great question. So organic reach is um, the number of people that you've gotten in front of without paying for it. So uh, I mentioned earlier that, that Facebook um, is is sells advertising to make money. So you can promote your company to build more likes, or you can promote your content to get in front of more people. Um, so how do you increase your organic reach without having to, to pay for it? Um, number one, it's posting content that people engage with, and not posting content that people don't engage with. Um, easier said than done. But um, Facebook's algorithm looks at how um, popular you are and, and whether or not your content gets engagement. So um, if you find that um, you know, you're just posting job after job after job and it's getting no engagement, your organic reach for future posts goes way, way down. On the flip side, if you find a piece of content that provides a ton of value and people are engaging with it, it increases the likelihood that Facebook is going to show your future posts to more and more people organically. So you need a plan to generate good content that gets engagement. Um, one thing that you can do is post content and then get your internal staff to engage with that content. So get your internal team to share it, like it, comment it, and that will help um, kind of artificially boost your organic reach uh, in the short term. Uh, but by doing that, it increases the, the chance that other people are going to engage with it too. Um, the other thing that you could do to increase organic reach is to actually pay for some paid reach. Um, and you'll see that as you begin to pay, your organic reach goes way up too. 
So um, those are probably two of the best strategies. Okay, great. Um, and before we get to the last question, those links for uh, those recordings are in our blog or will be in our blog, and I just shared that link to our blog. Um, so feel free to check that later today or early tomorrow. Um, and the last question, what is the best way to acquire sales leads on social media? Um, what I would do is, is set up Google Alerts, a uh, great tool. Um, Twitter uh, is a great source for, for leads, so a lot of companies out there now, um, a lot of internal recruiters will um, go to social first to try to, to um, post jobs for, for free as instead of posting on a, a major job board or instead of using a staffing and recruiting firm. So um, if you go to Google and type in advanced Twitter search, brings up this great tool and you can then go and type in things like uh, keywords like hiring or jobs and search in a specific geographic market and uh, look for companies out there that are trying to use, use Twitter or, or other social tools to recruit and then you can um, do direct follow-up with, with those companies. Um, I would go out and begin following employers in, in your market, in your space that you want to do business with. Um, so go follow them on, on Facebook, follow them on LinkedIn, follow them on Twitter. Um, oftentimes, again, they will post their open positions there first um, before they make it uh, aware on job boards or, or before they start working with a recruiter. So um, I'd do that. And then I'd also begin, um, once you see those posts, begin skill marketing candidates to those companies. Um, so look at your existing um, database of talent and skill market those people there. Um, and I guess last, I would um, look at my best clients out there. So uh, look at the clients that you do the, the, you have the best relationship with, that you do a high volume with, um, that you have high margins with. Okay? Um, look at that hiring manager's profile on LinkedIn. Um, scroll all the way down and look at what groups they belong to. And then I would begin joining those groups. Okay? If they're a member of that group, the likelihood that some other peers or some other companies or decision makers that you want to do business with, there's, there's high likelihood that they're also members of that group. So um, again, research your best clients, follow and interact with, um, with areas in which they're interacting, and uh, over time you'll see some, some great development there. Okay, great. Well, that's all the questions. I think uh, we all learned a lot today. Thank you so much, Brad. Um, is there any uh, last thoughts you want to share with us before we get off? Yeah, I guess, uh, I guess the last thought is um, don't quit. I see it all too often. Um, staffing firms out there will say, you know what, we want to be involved in social, so we're going to create all these profiles. And then two or three months later, uh, you go back and they haven't made an update in weeks. Um, social isn't a silver bullet. It's not something that's going to um, immediately return results overnight, but if you're consistent about it, if you take 15 minutes a day or even 15 minutes a week, um, and you're consistently posting content, consistently building your audience, over time you're going to see a snowball effect, and then it's going to be very effective. So don't expect it to happen overnight. Um, devote some time and attention to it, and uh, make sure that people in your, your organization are accountable too. Um, so make sure that somebody owns it and is going to be consistent. Okay, great. Well, once again, thank you so much, Brad. Uh, and thank you, everyone else, for joining us. Um, and be sure to check out our recording uh, after, like I said, later today or early tomorrow. Everyone have a great day. Thanks, Dan.